Hi everyone. It's good to be with you. Obviously things are different than our normal Sunday morning. We're not gathering in person, but I'm just going to be bringing a, a short devotional this morning from the book of First John. But I hope you had a great Christmas celebration and really a good time with people close to you and a time of remembering and celebrating how the appearance of Jesus in the world has changed everything for us and, and it's changing everything for the world. And this morning, we're, what I'm talking about is really continuing the theme we've been on all month here at Bluemont, which is the hope of his appearing. And we've been looking at how Jesus' first coming brought hope to the world, how when we individually experience God and encounter him, it brings hope and life to us. And we've been even looking at how the second coming, our hope of his future coming, is, is the great hope of Jesus completing the process that he started of renewing the world and redeeming our lives. I've mentioned in the last couple of weeks that there's a fourth way that the Bible talks about God appearing to us and appearing in the world. And it's kind of counterintuitive. And this fourth way is that God appears to people and he appears in the world through people. And it's interesting even the words that the Bible uses to describe his people to describe the church. There are, there are things like calling us the body of Christ. So it's the idea that wherever God's people are, who he lives inside and is bringing together the word, his body, his embodiment in the world. And that's really a big idea. Like that's, that's the way God wants the world. One of the main ways God wants the world to know him. We're the temple of God, both individually and together. And so a temple is a place where God's spirit and presence resides. And people would come to that, or whenever they're there, it's where heaven and earth come together and we encounter, encounter God. And there's something about, even when people, when, you, when we look at both in the Bible and our own lives, when we encounter Jesus, there's nothing more important than encountering him. But one of the things that stands out quickly is he is always very intent, not only on revealing himself to us, but then on helping the people that he's encountering to become the people they were meant to be. And he has the effect of elevating everyone that he comes into relationship with from wherever we are to elevating us to who we're meant to be. And there's, there's a way it's kind of like he's trying to prepare us for our appearing, um, for our true self to emerge so that we can appear and, and help bring his life to people around us. And so the verses we're going to look at this morning, they're from 1 John, uh, end of chapter 2 and beginning of chapter 3. And it's really interesting verses about how God appears in our lives. Uh, in 1 John 2, chapter 28, we read, And now, dear children, continue in him, so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. And now, dear children, continue in him, so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. I know a lot of us, when we think about face-to-face -face encounter with, with God, thought of Jesus coming in his final coming, his second coming, we that brings a lot of fear and intimidation but as we as we hear here 
really God's heart for us is that we don't have to be afraid of that, but it's something we yearn for and can have confidence and no shame when that happens. And so a lot of times we think that Jesus, you know, is it's intimidating, but being around him always produces confidence. And, you know, the, our best friends, if you're like me, the, the people I most enjoy being like, they have that quality. And when I'm around them, they, they make me feel really unique and important and that they like being around me. I was just around a friend of mine named Gary Dieter about a week ago. And Gary, I've known him for about 20 years. He's now in his mid-80s. He and his wife, Florence, have a great relationship. And they just, every time I'm around him, in fact, this weekend, I, I dropped by their house unexpectedly last Saturday, um, about, about eight days ago. And they, he even said, oh, you know, I'm kind of an introvert. I don't usually like, you know, unexpected visits. But for you, I'm excited you're here. And I was kind of like, you know, you probably, I don't think I'm the only one you say that to, but he has that effect. And he always asks just really inquisitive questions about what's going on in your life. And he has a way of making me feel like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty important person. Um, I'm, yeah, there's, man, it just kind of pulls out that, that sense of, of value and worth. And in fact, Gary, we send him a monthly letter with updates about our lives and ministry. And Almost every month, he replies with an email and just saying, oh, that was really interesting. Or, oh, I'm so excited about what you're doing here. And just takes the time to, to show interest. And out of that, it just it produced, it brings so much value and just is, is very encouraging, produces confidence. And Jesus has that same effect, um, that when we're with him, <clears throat> his desire and what he does just brings confidence in who we are. Um, I, I love how it says the way that we can be unashamed and confident is to continue in him, to continue in him. What's that, what's that all talking about? Well, a lot of times the reason I don't feel confident about being close to God or the idea of him showing up in my life is because I've kind of gotten disconnected from him. But when I actually am centered on him, when I am looking to Jesus and thinking about him and trusting in him and investing in my relationship and being present in my relationship with him, continuing in him, that always produces the same sort of results that my conversations with, with my friend Gary produce. It, it brings confidence and the shame goes away. And there's a, there's a, real, there's a real confidence. And so it's by continuing. That's really what I... I just want to, I love this encouragement. Hey, continue in him. Come to him. And as we do that, it begins to produce something in us. And a few verses later, it talks more about this. In verse 2 of chapter 3, John says, Dear friends, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known. There's that idea of children when we see a kid kind of asking the question, what are they going to be like? Wonder are they gonna? How much are they gonna look like what they look like right now? There's the sense of you see them in part, but there's more to come into. And there's that sense for all of us that we, you know, we see partially who we are, but we know that there's something more. And the more we know God, we we know that man, there's something He's made us for, and we're not we're not fully there yet. 
And so we don't yet know what we, what we will be. But this next part is really, really huge. John writes and he says, but we know that when he appears, when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. When he appears, we shall be like him, for we will see him as he is. Ultimately, when, as elsewhere in the scripture, it says, when the last trumpet sounds, we will be transformed in the twinkling of an eye, and we will, we will have new bodies, and we, but beyond that, we will be transformed into his image and into the fullness of who we were meant to be. To see Jesus, to, 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 to encounter his appearance in our life, changes us into the people we were made by him to be. And that ultimately will happen when he returns. But it happens now as well, that as we encounter him, we come to know him. We, we become who we were meant to be more and more and more. And I just, man, that's just so powerful. And the more, you know, we have experienced and we know that's true, that when we encounter Jesus, it does something to us. And it brings us more fully into into our true self, into who we've been, who we've been made to be. When, we, when, when he appears, we will be like him. And we will see him as he is. There's a, you know, there's a quality of when I'm with my friend Gary, not only does it make me kind of pull out of me the confidence in who I'm meant to be, but I also am thinking, man, I want to be like you. You know, you're just the level of humility and interest in other people's lives, the way you really elevate them, the way you interact with, with your wife, the way you, man, I, I hope I'm like you someday. And that's also what happens when we're, when we're with Jesus, that it really pulls us into who we're called to be, which is, which is like him as well. just want to end with the next verse here. So we will be like him when we see him. And then the next verse says, everyone who has this hope in him, everyone who has this hope in him, purifies himself just as he is pure. When we encounter Jesus at the end of our lives, those of us who are believers in him, we will be completely purified. We will be completely transformed. And John writes here and he says, because we have this hope of becoming fully who we were meant to be, of our appearing happening, that motivates us to purify ourselves now. That motivates us to get rid of extraneous stuff, and to have our life be focused on our relationship with him. I would, this reminds me of when I got married, all my life, or maybe not all my life, but because this didn't really happen until probably puberty hit, teenage years, but I slowly developed these really big eyebrows. And I didn't really know, I, mean, I didn't, really, didn't really think about it, it was just thinking, oh, I got big eyebrows. And, you know, part of me even kind of took pride in it. Like, yeah, all the great, you know, world dictators, they got these big eyebrows. And, you know, I'm kind of in that, that, that category. So, but I married Reagan, and she wasn't a big fan of my borderline monobrow. And so pretty soon she was like, you know, we need to, you should trim that. You really should clean it out there between your eyebrows. And it'd be better if it wasn't so thick. And so there's a sense that my relationship with Reagan led to me this purification even of that physical 
attribute and you know really it represents so much more of the ways that my relationship with her has helped be part of my transformation and that's really similar to how like our relationship with god is like there are things of us they're just part of us we don't think about it too much or maybe we do but it's like well that's just i'm not motivated to really change but the closer we get to god the more we see, oh man, there are things that are keeping me back from my best self, from who you made me to be. And what are the things that are extraneous that I can cut out of my life? And that may be, you know, it definitely is, is sin in our life, sin patterns, things that we're in bondage to. The closer we get to Jesus and the more we want, we want to be with him, the more we realize, oh man, I don't want that because that hinders my relationship with God. And that's not who I'm made to be. Um, it's ways of thinking, habits, attitudes, negativity, unbelief, small thinking. There are attitudes that God wants to, he, he, as we're around him, it lifts us up to purify ourselves from that. Um, habits, all sorts of things. And so even as we're wrapping up 2020 and 2021 and heading into a new year, I think this is really a time of Jesus inviting us to, to experience him more, to come close to him, to, to know what his appearing in our life looks like more and more. And as we do that, to know that that also pulls out who we're called to be, and that which leads to confidence and not being ashamed. And I think there's all, also things that God is wanting us to be sensitive to which is, God, where do you, where can we purify ourselves in order to know you more and to walk in the calling that you've given us? There are going to be a, a few things that we're going to do together that we have opportunities here with our Bluemont community in the next, next several weeks to help us in that. I definitely want to encourage you um, in your personal life, even in this time between Christmas and New Year's, as we start the new year, to be, to be spending time in prayer and just coming close to God and saying, God, what do you want? What are you doing in my life? How do you want to lift me up? I, I'm just ending reading through the Bible in 2020. It's something I've, I've done uh, a lot of years in my life, and I'm excited about starting a new year because just that's a, a way that we come to know God more, a way that I've come to know God more and be renewed as the person who's called me to be. And so that may be, I don't want to encourage you to really prioritize time in God's Word, time in prayer, we're actually looking at having some, some joint times of prayer together in the early part of 2021. And so stay tuned for more details about that. But we would really want to come together as a church to, to seek God together for his will, not only in our own lives, but in our um, Also, the, the things that we're doing, um, like the Empower Conference with our with the Call to Greatness for, for our college students and, and high school students that you know of. Um, we have our Empower Conference at the end of January. It's going to be in Topeka with our with our new um, partner church there. And so that's going to be it's really a powerful time to kind of step aside from normal life and zero in on listening to God. The theme is going to be all about upside-down leadership, what leadership in God's kingdom looks like, how to come into that sort of leadership. So I really want to encourage, especially you college students, to, 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 come, to come to that and launch into this year really coming into all that God has for you. And then our Living Waters um, program or class that we're starting to really, as a way of personal transformation and growth so that we can we can become who God's called us to be and help others as well. 
it's a great opportunity as well. And so any of those things, click on our website, bluemont.church, and sign up, send your questions, and we're, we're going to have some great opportunities to, to move forward together and to come into our appearing, who God's called us to be. I pray that you will have a great rest of your day, great rest of your break, and as much of a break as you're having. And I can't wait to see you again. We're going to be back at the Blue Mont Hotel next Sunday, 10 a.m. Happy 2021, and can't wait to see you soon.